Happy Friday, Story Fam. I hope you're doing well this week and falling more in love with God every day. I had an eventful week myself, to say the least. There's been a lot happening right now, most of which I'm not quite at liberty to discuss yet publicly, but it's been amazing to watch uh, how through it all, all the ways that God has been showing up. It's just incredible. Just as soon as we're allowed to, I, I promise, Pastor Gio and I will bring you all up to speed about everything that's been going on. Um, in the meantime, I'm just asking that you say an extra prayer for us and for the Story Church. God is some is really up to something really big here and very exciting. So stay tuned for more information in the weeks and months ahead. One thing that we're extra excited about this week is that for the first time since everything shut down last year um, in March of 2020, all of our kids' ministries at the Story will be wide open to all of our kiddos this Sunday morning at both the River Oaks and Timber Grove campuses. Parents, it really helps our staff and volunteers prepare to receive your kids when you pre-register. So head on over to thestory.church slash nextgen, thestory.church slash nextgen for more details and to get your kiddos registered for this Sunday morning. It's going to be a great day. Mother's Day, in fact, a great time to get your kids back in uh, in our Story Kids programming. So since this Sunday is Mother's Day, I thought I would share this reflection that I wrote about a good mother's love and the love of God. This reflection is called In Memory of Rizba and Good Mothers Everywhere. Those of us who were blessed to have good mothers know that a good mother is your first true friend. No one will defend you like a mother who loves you. A good mother never stops believing in you. She never lets other people bully you. Anyone who comes after you immediately becomes her mortal enemy. (laughs) There's basically nothing you can do to make a good mother stop loving you, believing in you, and sticking up for you. My mom is the only person on earth who has stood up for me since the day I was born. To this day, she calls me her sweet boy. (laughs) And I'm 42 years old, if that tells you anything. There are some blind spots, obviously, when it comes to a mother's love. When you love like a mother, you're liable to get hurt. You'll be taken advantage of or taken for granted. But if you ever learn to love another person with a mother's love, you'll also be that much closer to understanding the love of God. In the Old Testament book of 2 Samuel, you'll find the obscure story of a mother named Rizpah. 2 Samuel 3, 7 says, Now Saul had a concubine whose name was Rizpah. Saul and David were rivals. Um, And because Saul was the first king of Israel, uh, he was a, a pretty big deal, but he'd lost his way. And God subsequently appointed David to replace Paul, to unseat him as the new king of Israel. Saul, um, that during those days, had a, a concubine, which was basically a slave wife, and concubines had no legal rights, no choice in the matter. They only existed to serve the needs of their master, and couldn't have been an easy existence. That was Rizpah's life, okay? It's a harsh world. I know it's hard to figure out why this stuff's in the Bible. Um, go read my book, <laughs> Scripture and the Skeptic, and uh, I talk a lot about this kind of thing. What you need to know is that Rizpah had two sons by Saul. And after Saul killed himself, those two boys were all that Rizpah had. But Saul had made a lot of enemies during his reign, including this group of neighbors called the Gibeonites. And as a compromise to make peace with the Gibeonites, David handed over Saul's two sons by Rizpah to the Gibeonites. 
And in 2 Samuel 21, verses 8 through 14, we see that Rizpah's worst nightmares have materialized. It says, And the Gibeonites impaled the two boys on the mountaintop. Then Rizpah took sackcloth and spread it on a rock for herself from the beginning of the harvest until rain fell. That's about six months' time, um, according to Bible language. So about six months' time um, until rain fell from the heavens. She did not allow the birds of prey to feast on the bodies by day or the wild animals by night. When David was told what Rizpah had done, he went and took the remains of Saul and his son Jonathan and the bones of Rizpah's sons, and they buried the remains in the land of Benjamin in Zelah. After that, God heard their prayers for the land. Now, unless you've lost a child, I'm not sure it's possible to ever understand the gut-level grief a mother like Rizpah went through after her sons were taken from her. The grief is too heavy for anyone to bear. Many parents who bury their own child seem to age 10 years overnight. And here we have Rizpah, whose two boys were all she had, and then they were taken from her. And I wonder what my response would have been if I were in her place. You know, would I be paralyzed by grief and rage? Maybe I would be curling up in a dark corner and refusing to leave the house, dying a little bit more each day, but not Rizpah. Rizpah hiked up the mountain where her son's bodies still hanged, and all she took with her was a sackcloth for a blanket. Buzzards and other scavenger birds came to tear away their flesh by day, and other kinds of animals apparently were coming to scavenge at night, but Rizpah beat them all back with a stick. Wolves and mountain lions would come to feast, and Rizpah would scare them off. For more than six months, she stayed on that mountain, protecting her son's lifeless bodies. Why? Because having a proper burial meant everything to ancient Hebrews, like Rizpah. Without a burial, it was believed that a dead person could never find rest with God. So for Rizpah, nothing less than the eternal salvation of her babies was at stake. She was a good mother. We know that nothing stands in the way of a good mother's love, not even death. She had protected them since the day they were born. And when they died, her love did not. She was their first true friend and their last. After six months of standing up for her babies, Rizpah finally got King David's attention. He was so moved by her devotion that he had her son's bodies cut down and buried in the same tomb as their father, King Saul, and their half-brother, Jonathan, who had been David's best friend. He buried them with the highest honor, and finally, their mother, Rizpah, could rest. The reason a story like Rizpah's matters in the Bible is because it reveals something about the love of God. We should never make the mistake of sentimentalizing or trivializing God's love. It's not the stuff of fairy tales. God's love is gritty and tireless and tough. When you're in trouble or under attack, God's love is ferocious and protective. And when others mean to harm you, God's love burns hot with rage in your defense. The Bible analogizes God's love to the love of a good mother. Hosea 13.8, God says, I will attack them like a mother bear robbed of her cubs. Isaiah 49.15, God says, Can a woman forget her nursing child? Even if these forget, I will never forget you. Jesus also revealed something about the maternal heart of God just before he rode into Jerusalem, where he knew that he was about to be arrested and crucified, and yet he was not resentful. He looked at Jerusalem and said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often have I desired to gather you under my wings as a mother hen gathers her chicks under her wings. That's Matthew 23, verse 37. 
Time and time again, the Bible compares God's love for us to the way a good mother loves her babies. A mother's love can never be deterred by your sins or your mistakes, and neither can the love of God. A mother's love will always stand up for you, protect you, defend you in life, and, if necessary, in death. And so will the love of God. I don't think we really grasp this miracle. I'm not sure we internalize how loved we are by God. I look around at our church or in the city of Houston or on social media or just in the mirror at myself, and it's clear that most of us are living like we still have something to prove to someone. We work and dress and shop and spend and compete like it's up to us to win the approval of others. We have a God who has promised to love us with a mother's heart, but we choose to continue living desperately as if we're orphans on our own. This Mother's Day weekend, whether or not you have an earthly mother to celebrate, or whether or not you have kids of your own and you are a mother, I hope that we will all take a moment to celebrate the unconditional, unstoppable, eternal love of God. And whenever we're tempted to prove ourselves, may we instead choose to remember that God has already proven his love for us and that there's nothing left to prove. Or as the author of Hebrews says in Hebrews 13 verses 4 through 6, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Amen. That's all I've got for this week, guys. Have a great Friday, a great weekend, and we'll see you on Sunday at The Story. I love y'all. Bye-bye.